0: Welcome to another week in pickleball. I'm Downtown Logan Brown. I'm Braden, And this is the Pickleball Effect podcast.
1: Welcome back y'all. Today we're going to do paddle babble, we're going to go through some uh, winners and losers this year in the few different paddle categories. Then we're going to do our 3 to 5 o oh segment segment. We got Logan with some clips and then uh, then we're going to end with with Joe's talking pros.
0: All right, game time. <laughs>
1: All right, Logan. So to start us off, we got a handful of superlatives yeah. that we're going to go through on here. We, you, uh, you, you make a big part of this agenda, and you put twenty twenty three superlatives on here, and I didn't even know what superlatives meant. But <laughs> it's a laughed, great laughed. word.
0: Yeah, super superlatives, pretty good stuff. Uh, this is like the Dundies for pickleball. You know, if you ever watched The Office, um, these are like the Dundies. So we're basically, we're, we're going to go through a couple of categories here and Braden and I both have our picks and we are super interested too in your picks. So throw those in the comment section. Um, but Braden gets to play with a lot more paddles than I do. So take it for what it's worth. Yeah, so, this will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start, I don't want to start at the first one. Cause that may be maybe may like the final one, but okay. what's the best bang for your buck paddle?
1: Best bang for your buck paddle for me. Uh, this is a no brainer. Vatic Pro Prism Flash. I still am a huge fan of the paddle. It's a hundred dollars, 90 p- bucks with a discount code. It's it's just it feels good, it's so easy to connect with. Uh, so many people can play with it and the, the, can't beat the price.
0: I would agree. That's the one I put too. We, we actually did this separate from each other, uh, when we put our, our picks together. So that was mine. And the only thing I would even change about that paddle, I really do like it. I would, um I would love like a slightly longer handle on it. That's it.
1: Even on the, so the Prism flash, I think it's like five and a quarter.
0: Yeah. The, and I uh, think, I think the ones I'm playing with now is the five and a half.
1: You like the five and a half. It's well, I funny. I really how like that, that makes a difference.
0: That, I mean, I feel like uh, if you can, if the, I feel like on that one, I've been playing with it in a while, but the throat is like not as narrow there at the, at the base. So like you, for me, if I do try to put both hands on it, you really can't feel it. It's a difference in putting like your finger up on the face or your finger around the throat. And I don't like putting like my fingers on the the face of the paddle.
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it, you can have a five and a quarter handle, but if the throat is steeper, it feels longer. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. They are they are coming out with uh, a new V7 model with a longer handle in the Prism series. I think that it might, it's either like out now or out soon.
0: No, yeah, you're right, because I saw a post from them on Instagram, so maybe that was something they dropped recently. I I definitely saw it in the last couple weeks.
1: Yeah, super recent. Uh, I don't have one yet, but there you go. They have it now.
0: Sweet. Well, we got to put it in the Prism Flash, or unless you're saying it is available in the Prism Flash.
1: No, it's only available in the V7 model, not the the Flash. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we'll we'll message them. Put it it in the Prism. Why not?
0: Do it. Do it. All right, most overhyped paddle. Uh, This is marketed heavily uh but we don't think it's worth it you got it. Uh,
1: you go first you go first
0: okay okay Okay. all right so mine this year this is all 23 2023 by the way so mine was the yola perseus i felt like that got really hyped up i mean they put that marketing event together where they invited some of the media folks out and like the different paddle testers and but i hit that paddle wasn't a big fan personally
1: how popular is that paddle in your area
0: it was pretty popular. I know a couple of people who bailed on it um, after playing with it. But let's say that I see on average sixty people on the court every time I go out. There might be three, three to five of those. Okay, so court. it's a
1: decent number. Like it's yeah. What, what what's the most popular brand in your area?
0: In our area, I would say that I'm seeing way more Vatics these days. It's a mix between what people want to play with. Um, but a lot of Vadic's as a brand, I see a lot of Selkirks, A lot of people playing the Selkirk Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, Engage when I first started playing was really popular. That completely has died off. I think oh, um, around here. Um, but
1: Yola, Yola Perseus though, so I uh, I don't totally agree with that pick, and here's why. Okay. I think the Yola Perseus is a unique paddle for the thermoform category. <clears throat> Excuse okay. me. It uh it plays a little softer, it's a little lighter, especially for an elongated shape. And I actually like the way it played. The the two things that kind of bring it down that keep it from being like elite elite is the forgiveness and then spin. Like the spin is good, the forgiveness is decent, but it's not elite. Uh but I still think there's a place for it for some people. So yeah, I can I can see why you think that one uh, was overhyped. Mm. But uh I don't, I don't I'm not totally on board on that one.
0: Hey, listen, you're the expert. I'm just here. We'll, we'll a see. It out for no, free, <laughs> I'm not saying
1: you're <laughs> wrong. Man. The uh, this is good. I like that we disagree. We'll see what what people see. I bet a lot of people are in your camp. I uh, there, it, when it came out, like the reviews were very mixed too. Like hmm. some people were saw that, like some of the benefits were plays a little softer for a thermo, a little easier to play with. But uh, I still think it's unique uh, in some aspects, but for me, the most overhyped paddle was the ALW paddle tech. So this was Annalise signature. I, I only played it the 14.3. I haven't played it to 12. Some people say the 12 is a little more unique, but I was just, I was disappointed in the 14. Uh, it's just, it's just using paddle tech that was popular two years ago. It does. Uh, I do think it plays better than, you know, like, you know, past generation paddle techs, so but I do not think those right. played that great. And so you, I just feel like you're paying $220 for a paddle with, with some old technology. So that one was a letdown for me.
0: There haven't, by the way, with that paddle, I saw that. Uh, so actually this was pretty funny. Jared from the kitchen, the guy who owns the kitchen, um, the media company, he put together a review for that one. And his review is actually like pretty funny and comical. Cause he's not like a nerdy guy. So he was like, make, he's poking fun at himself. Um, and it's worth watching, but I, I really haven't seen that many reviews on it. Right. Like, no one's, no one's really put, or not, no, yeah. one, there hasn't been a and lot not of, a ton of reviews, reviews like.
1: just because paddle tech doesn't push that too hard, but the people that do have reviews and it, it got like a lot of, like a lot of questions about it. A lot of people talked about it in the forums just because I mean, it's Annalie, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that one that was a bummer for me. So <laughs> the, uh, the Jared dude, someone had posted a question or a question about Annalie's paddle in, in the kitchen. They're like, Hey, what do you guys know about, uh, Dan Lee? Do you like it? and I, I had posted under my name just Braden Unseeker I was just like I wasn't a big fan of it like that was all I said and there was a bunch of different comments in there I, uh, I went back later and it was deleted so uh, the, uh, the kitchen had deleted my comment and then they posted this paddle is for sale on our kitchen website get 10% off I was like oh my gosh this, wow. this, their form is like very highly guarded so <laughs> you don't see everyone's opinion in there that's anyway, frustrating. I thought, I thought that was funny.
0: Well, now people know in case you're in there trying to get the truth and maybe hiding it from you.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't think it's a secret that they delete things all the time.
0: Ugh. Gross.
1: All right. Next section or superlative. What is it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, you want me to go? I'm, yeah, the, I'm the, I'm the MC here. Okay. You're You're MC in. All right. Most underrated paddle. This doesn't get enough love. What doesn't get enough love out there, Braden?
1: What doesn't get enough love? I put the Engage Pursuit Pro Series. So here's here's the reasoning behind it. I think it hits just as hard or harder than thermos, but it's not thermoformed. I think it mm. especially their 16-millimeter paddles, uh, I believe they are the only thicker core paddles that have just as much or more juice than thermoformed paddles. So they're the only ones to have achieved that. Which means the paddle feels a lot softer, it's more much more pleasant experience and impact. Uh, I, I think they're fairly popular, but they're not. I don't think they get enough love.
0: And I think that might be because what was the one that they had to roll back right before they launched it? I mean, that was such yeah, a flop the, for them. The ultras, yeah, the that ultras, was, yeah.
1: That those were they went up, and then they were like removed from the market like four months later or something.
0: Yeah, it kind of appalls me these companies don't get more involved with uh paddle testers like yourself, like just people who nerd out on it. But with the with the Pursuit Pro, do you have any idea what they did to make it so poppy even though it's not thermoform?
1: No, no, I, I don't know. So I they have like a different core. They call it their black core. Um I I'd seen some some information out there about like the core. Somebody like cut it open and like squished the core, like it was, it wasn't as stiff. It was like squishy, oh okay, and in a way. It's like, we I mean, don't think of it like a sponge, but it was a little softer, yeah, a little more forgiving, yeah, a little more forgiving than than like your typical polymer port. And so, like, it must be kind of trampoliny. Like, maybe the I don't know what they do, but they do something to the core that gives it a little more power. Uh, but it is pretty bouncy, and so it's a little trickier to control, and it takes time to kind of dial it in. But I I never got to spend enough time with it to completely dial it in though I've played people that have dialed it in and they they can just rip the ball and uh and this got really high spin. So I think that one is pretty pretty unique that they are able to achieve like that power without the thermoforming. And I do think it's a uh, a little underrated. What's uh what's your pick?
0: Yeah, I chose the Selkirk 006 which kind of came out right along there with the 005 and then what I think happened is that with the Lux release, um, those, those Selkirk Lab models that came out, they just kind of got swept under the rug a little bit. And you, um, you gave me some, some good numbers, which were interesting to point out to people. This paddle is a little heavier than the typical paddle on the market, especially in the, the thermoform raw carbon fiber category. But the swing weight is actually really nice. Normally, I think you can tell me if I'm wrong, but normally these uh, elongated thermoform paddles sit between like the 121, 122, almost even up to 124, right? And this one's at 118.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of cool that way. Yeah, it, it has that higher static weight of like around 8.4, 8.5 ounces, which is intentional. Like they wanted it to be like a pro paddle. So like it has the higher static weight, but it's also elongated and has a really long handle. I think the handle is like 5.75 or six inches long. So typically when you have that longer, like extra long handle, that adds to like the head heaviness of it, which makes sense, right? yeah yeah but uh yeah they somehow to your point like achieved a lighter swing weight with having that extra static weight and just having that extra static weight is going to give you a little more power and boost from the baseline even if it's not all you know in the head per se you think that Uh, shape
0: holds it back like from the market adopting it more
1: uh no i think it's price tag (laughs) does.
0: Although I see people buying the Lux, I mean, there's the, all those Labs products seem to have like a really high price tag, and I still see some people buying them.
1: Yeah, the Luxes are super popular here, but they do market those quite heavily versus the Six. Like they, fuck yeah. that one was just kind of a trend, like just to keep up with trends rather than like a really serious push. Yeah, to kind sure. of satisfy the Silkirk loyals,
0: <laughs> give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which. What's the most overrated paddle in the market?
1: Most overrated paddle. Okay, this one for me. I wrote down the uh, Pro XR Zane Navratil paddle. Have you hit that a one? A lot
0: of love. No, I don't, I don't know anybody with it. <laughs> on social media, it gets a lot of love.
1: <laughs> yeah, it got a lot of love this year in particular for the spin. But when you play with it, like it's not. I mean, it's not horrible. But like it's it's fourteen millimeter. It's got the foam injection. Like when you read it, the specs seem good, but it, it, it's surprisingly kind of meh. Like power wise, it mm-hmm. doesn't give you as much as you feel like it should. So you have like this, you know, elongated fourteen. It feels fast. It's quick, but it still has that sm- a little tighter sweet spot. And it's just not. It just doesn't give you quite enough there, and it still feels pretty stiff, like a fourteen. But like if I compare, like the most comparable paddle to it, I think is the hyperion 14 millimeter like the original hyperion but yeah. that one gives you a little more power it feels more pleasant uh which you know you at least want those things if you're gonna play with the 14 millimeter and the zane just didn't have it. is the spin good yes but is it game changing eh, i don't know
0: yeah it's a marketing machine out there
1: so that was uh that was my pick it's good but overrated what about you
0: I went with the Rhombus R1. So I haven't had a chance to hit with the R3 yet, but I felt like when the R1 came out, it was really popular. A lot of people at my local court picked it up. Um, and I think it was getting a lot of love. I just, I hit with it and it was like, okay. Like, I don't, I don't see that was this, this was my like, I don't see what all the hype is about. Um, and maybe I just haven't given Rhombus enough, uh, enough of a try, but eh, it's like, eh. Was it doing it for you? nah yeah
1: yeah no i can see that like it got i mean rompus is, is pretty active in like the the paddle nerd community and yeah. a lot of people kind of rave in on that one and it gets into a lot of people's hands because of that um i don't know if it's totally overrated like it's it's a pretty it's a good price but i think you're right like it's i think it's just a gen one carbon fiber paddle like it's nothing
0: yeah, I it's going wow to wow you. I think back when this launched, I just remember it. And maybe it was the price, which is really what drove the hype around the paddle. I think you, you could, could get that one for a lot the less. The performance-wise,
1: you're like, you were pumped and it just didn't do it for you.
0: Yeah, didn't do it for me. All right. Um, all right. What about paddles that are trailing off? So this could be a paddle or a brand that you feel like has kind of it had hype, but it's lo- it's lost its luster over the over the past few months or this yeah. year in general.
1: All uh, right, you go first on this one.
0: I'm going Legacy. I think that paddle, and I think that was maybe one of the first thermoforms to, at the market. Um, and everybody was really stoked on it being a power paddle. But then, you know, it had a lot of delamination issues. People were trading in two or three of them. Um, and I, I'm not sure what they're doing these days. I know they've come out with a couple of new iterations, but like nothing that I feel like is pushing them up along the the top contenders in the space.
1: Yeah, that's a good pick. I agree. I I do think they kind of stalled out. Like they were, they were it for a minute. Yeah. And then, uh, they, they didn't keep it going. Why did, yeah, I I think part of the reason they kind of slowed was, uh, customer service, they seem to have like some customer service issues for there for a bit and like people were waiting forever for their paddles and they kind of struggled with that. And yeah, I mean, they went from zero to hero and it's hard to scale.
0: Yeah, for sure. What'd you pick?
1: Um, that was a good one. Okay, I put a uh, I put Electrum, just the brand Electrum. I yeah. last year, so twenty 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 two, I was running my uh, like uh, retail site and I moved a lot of the uh, Model Es. It was a pretty popular mm-hmm. paddle. Then they they late- released their Pro Two. Those were moving really well. Like they were uh, Electrum has some steam. They had some some stuff behind them.
0: And Colin Johns in, was rocking everything Electrum at that point too.
1: Colin Johns was rocking everything Electrum and then twenty twenty three comes around and it's just been a slow decline for them. Like they they released their Model E Elite, which I actually thought was a good paddle, but it just it just didn't happen, didn't really pick up, nobody really took to it. Colin Johns left. It seems like that Dane Greengrich left when he was one of their main dudes. I don't think Pat, Pat Smith was with him. I don't know. Do they even, who do they signed anymore? Like all yeah, their I original know pros, talking. like I know. Lolo I Pro
0: XR came in and literally uh, scooped up a bunch of those folks. Um, so I don't even know, yeah. I don't even know who
1: they sponsor anymore. And I just kind of felt like they've been slowly declining. And then they made an announcement the last couple of weeks for their, like this new series for, for edgeless paddles. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's just, there's just been no buzz about them. People don't seem to be too, too into what they have going on. But, uh, but for a while, like in 2022, I think they were, they were doing really well.
0: But this takes us into the best overall paddle category. So, this is, you know, the winner of the biggest Dundee there is. Who <laughs> who takes home the best uh, overall paddle of the year?
1: Yeah, we were both in agreement on this one. Uh, when I was yeah. thinking of this, like I took into like of course you look at performance you look at price you look at uh you know like popularity and like it's for me it's got to be the double black diamond like i i see it i saw i've seen it everywhere everywhere I've with little I've traveled like it's all over the place yeah and uh i i like the way it plays uh i I think they win it for me
0: yeah me too i think not only do you see them but it was one of those things where because they had issues with inventory back in the day when they first launched, it wasn't one of those things where people kind of gave up on them. Like they couldn't even get their paddles for months, but the ones who did get it were raving about it. So the ones, everybody just wanted to to get it on the back order, right? Even if it took, you know, three months to get it or something. So yeah.
1: And people waited.
0: Yeah. People waited. And I think they did a really good job with that like rainbow silhouette that kind of got a lot of buzz and everybody wanted, they even raised the price on it and sold out of it. So yeah. Um just some cool stuff coming out of their camp.
1: Yeah, I, I liked how they managed the colors. They added new colors, kind of changed things up throughout the year. Uh they did a good job there. Like that was something Legacy didn't do, I don't think. Like they had their padlet as well, but then it just it stayed the same. Like, yeah, I, like, I what's think it, that's what they like, might have the they... <laughs> Did they get some yeah. new colors recently?
0: I think they like literally kind of copycatted the uh, the fade that Valair has that blue to white Oh, did big. oh on
1: there were yeah. like pro air or something <laughs> they, yeah. every every paddle is using pro and air now so delamination though so I'm, i was playing uh earlier this week talking to some friends who all had some thermos and they were saying how their paddles started delaminating more recently from a variety of brands and they've they had to deal with warranties and stuff is have you seen that in your area is delamination potentially coming back a little bit i haven't really thought about it until i talked it was like a group it was only like four of them but a couple of them were having delamination issues and i was like is this back again because that's
0: I interesting really... are you playing outside mainly or everybody in your neck of the woods playing indoors
1: yeah we're all playing indoor but i do wonder if if weather is part of it because yeah, it
0: hasn't gotten super cold here yet like we the, the lights down to like nine at our public courts, so it's been in the 30s um at that time but yeah, I haven't heard of anybody really complaining about delamination right now.
1: Yeah, that's something I would love to hear from from those listening. Um, yeah, make a comment if you're playing with the thermoform, if you're having any any issues with with delamination to see if it's on the rise again, because I know that when it was at its peak, it was mostly attributed to to colder weather as being a big part of the reason why delamination was happening because the ball that is just firmer. getting
0: separated right too the glue well it's it's
1: core crush is is more of the issue than the blue but like the harder ball the paddle being colder is just like a combination of accelerating that that issue so i wonder if that's coming back problems like that i mean i i think any ball in general that's colder is going to be harder right
0: yeah i just thought people were saying that the s1 is like it feels like a harder ball in general and like you add the cold to that and then all yeah, sudden, maybe. I mean, it's I mean, like a rock hitting your paddle.
1: I don't want to like say that it could be, but any, any cold weather ball probably isn't going to do it any favors.
0: Mm, fair enough. All right. Yeah. So, um, the only other thing in paddle news that I wanted to talk about there, there's that's our superlatives, but we've got this new, uh, so the Ruby is releasing on Wednesday. This will be recorded or sent out on Tuesday. So tomorrow is the Ruby release, right? The 6th? Yeah. Doing
1: the Ruby release. Um, yeah, the, this one's an interesting one. It, the full Kevlar does play more. Well, like it's different, but it's yeah. not like crazy different. Uh, so I, I, I do think some people are are really gonna like it, but I'm I'm not convinced that like Kevlar is the next big thing like i i think it's trendy it adds a little nuance adds it adds a little bit you know it changes the paddle performance some but it, i don't think it's the i don't think it's big and we may not get a huge change like going from gen 1 to the thermoform was like a big change yeah. i don't know if we'll ever see that again cuz that that seemed unique to me and and kevlar it'll be an upgrade for some people i think some people are really going to like it um, but I, it just, it's not like this. It's just, it's just marginal. It's nothing, nothing like I have a small
0: prediction for 2024.
1: Huge. Give it to us.
0: I think that the USA, PA, whatever, they're going to come around to these EVA foam paddles. Because I think if you think about the vice, uh, when the vice came out and everybody's like, oh my gosh, the thing hits so hard. This is, we understand why this is illegal. I'm not sure that it's hitting that much harder than like the new gearbox. Like we've just gotten to a level of, of speed and pop and power that maybe we should go, maybe we should be thinking about the EVA foam again as a, as a core. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad
1: prediction. It's totally possible. And especially with the quiet category, like the decibels and stuff being a big issue and deal, that seems like one solution is incorporating that material more somehow
0: somebody needs to put together the doe black diamond against the rhombus eva foam paddle and see if there's really that much difference in power and pop yeah there's, there's
1: a so john q does like speed numbers
0: so you might have with, this data somewhere
1: so he has that data and like he, he's tested like four eva paddles and they're all like at several points higher like speed wise like if a double black diamond comes in at like 55 miles per hour on a serve, an EVA is coming in at like 60. So it, it's a, it's a pretty decent bump in, in power wise and the EVAs are more than all powers. And then the, but you're right. Like the gearbox isn't far off in, in his numbers. I'm not like, like that's probably the best measurement or idea we have is, is the numbers he's produced there. But I, I, I just am waiting for a better way to measure speed. Like I, I feel like there has to be a better way. And more controlled conditions to mm. to measure that, but his uh, his numbers are probably the best we have for that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll have to p- take a look there. Report back. Yeah, uh,
1: Ruby's Ruby's Wednesday, and then Franklin's got their paddle releasing soon, so uh, they have like a pre order page up. Yep, this is their they're calling it their FS Tour series. So they're having it looks like they have an elongated shape and a standard shape. They look like they're thermoformed. I think they're going to do it. looks like they're doing a 16 and a 14 millimeter. So pretty kind of standard uh, what we've seen this year. They're just doing it in December. But for Franklin, I'm proud of them. Okay. They never proud. did a raw carbon fiber. This is like their first raw carbon fiber. And they're at least pairing it with thermoforming. So they're jumping up to yeah, technologies two technologies here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's better All than right. just going to. But uh, I don't know. Uh, we have those coming so we'll have to try them out but they also so they're competing on price here they're going after price so these are yeah the, it's like 150 uh, for this pre 150, 150. Yeah. so we're looking at like vatic pro pricing uh but they have uh lots of options for for shape size of those things which is nice and they're also doing multiple colors so they have like pink edge guard green edge guard or they have like two or three or four options color wise which is uh not too many people do that or have that for some reason, and so they're kind of bringing in that little nuance. So they're coming in with the price, they're matching, you know, current, you know, technology, and they're throwing in the colors. And when you go on their site, they have like a twenty percent off like code that pops yeah. up. You know, if you sign up for it, their... so twenty percent off one hundred and fifty. I mean, that brings it down. I don't know one hundred and twenty. De- one hundred and twenty. There we go. And so it's, it looks like it could be a really good price.
0: I mean, so, I would agree. I think it'll be interesting to see if we. If more folks start playing with it, because like that, that could be like a good selker Halo competitor, right? Because people would buying that for price too, and and I guess Paris Todd, if people were following Paris Todd and want her paddle, that kind of thing. But right. you got George Johnson, JW Johnson.
1: They're all using it. Every Franklin Pro switched to it, which has not been the case with all their other paddles. So that kind mean, of Vulcan you, seems like, to have the exact same board.
0: paddle coming out soon too. No, oh,
1: they're finally doing one. Vulcan's always done. Like, how has Vulcan stayed in business? Like, they have a couple, like, they have Jay, they have, you know, Loong,
0: but like, it must be a Utah. I, thing. I,
1: I, I never mean. see Vulcan. I think they're out of California, but like, I never see oh, okay. them. Like, very, very, very rarely.
0: But Jay <laughs> Davillier has been playing with their new one. So, I mean, it looks has the it? same as the Franklin or any other thermoform elongated paddle and just blackface, Vulcan written down the side, you know, classic thing. But,
1: But like, they spend money on ads. Like, we still see their ads. Yeah. Like, I don't know who's buying Vulcans. Them and Pro XR confuse me. I don't know who's buying their paddles.
0: Did we talk about this rumor last week about Vulcan being the ball next year of the PPA? No.
1: Tour? That's a, is that
0: a rumor? Yeah. I forgot where I heard this. I mean, I'm sure it was it's on a one of the podcast or on one of the forums. Chrome BS right now. Yeah. I mean, it might be. Let's just call it the rumor mill. But they, uh, that's what I heard was that they were going to try to be, they, they're basically going to make a deal with PPA. So they're the, you know, the, the ball the Vulcan ball. I don't think there is a ball from them yet, but
1: yeah. Do they even have a ball? <laughs>
0: I don't think so. But we'll see,
1: but it's going to be the ball. Yeah. I will right, we'll see. Uh,
0: if anything, you heard it here. Second. So
1: <laughs> that, that should be our mantra. Heard it yeah. here. Second.
0: Heard it here. Second. <laughs> <laughs> Through the grapevine. Um, are right, you ready to look at some game clips and make fun of Logan?
1: No. Before we do that, I want to tell you about an experience I had this week. Yeah, tell me. This is still paddle babble related. Oh, okay, great. So I've I've done like a couple paddle consultations now, where I uh, I get connected with the company, and we work out uh, you know some sort of day where like they send me a paddle, I'll, I'll test it, kind of run some numbers, and just share my feedback on it. Um, so I've done a couple of these types of projects now, and I'm starting to think that I could be worth a lot more than I realize
0: hmm yeah
1: and like (laughs) so i these were like my first time doing these types of projects and so i've only done two of them this is the second one i finished and they this brand reached out to me to do a review and i just said no but i'll do a consultation if you're interested and they said sure so that they they do like kind of lower end paddles or just they they sell their paddles for cheaper so they sent out to me i tried them out and I, I and I could send a deck with you know the numbers and my thoughts, and we we had a meeting. So we we were chatting, and I just asked them, you know, you and I both have you know, marketing backgrounds. So I was like, "Who's your target market for this? You know, like where does this kind of fit in your your catalog? You know, how do people progress through? Like, when do they buy this paddle?" So I was uh, looking at their uh, what they wanted to be the more kind of higher end paddles. Yeah, and so they're like, "We want these to be." paddles for like low-level pros tournament players higher and so like i was their target market for this and the uh the paddle just it just wasn't it wasn't there it wasn't what they thought it was doing and so i'm talking to these these guys and this is like a huge company and pickleball is like a tiny segment of what they do okay and uh so imagine imagine these two guys were just like assigned to this like okay, we're gonna go start making stuff for pickleball. Pickleball's popular. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah. are in charge, and like they didn't know what swing weight was. They didn't know what twist weight was. Like they were unfamiliar with what thermoforming was. Like they just didn't know the general landscape of of paddles. Hmm. And so I was like, we were like talking through these things, and I was like giving them recommendations on how they could upgrade their their paddles to make it more attractive for for the market market today I want to hit but I was just like blown away how like ill prepared they were to launch this paddle like like, like how little they they knew so th- one of their arguments was like or why they thought their paddle was so good when it, when it wasn't was like they went towards some facilities where the paddles were made they're like we saw that our paddle was made right next to the yolas and the selkirk's huh so ours is is probably just as good, like it's made at the same place, and it's just it's just not it wasn't that simple, right? And uh, but like a it material
0: just, difference, like there's they're using some different face, they're using some different peel ply. You think that's what's happening?
1: I don't know. I I, th- I just think they're fed this information from the factory, and they just believe it because they don't know any different. Got it. And uh, but like I was just so surprised. Like this is the first kind of like. Th- like I kind of met and presented like this information. I don't think there's going to be a ton of companies like them that uh, just aren't crazy familiar with, with what the, you know, the market has right now and like how to compete in it. But I was like, man, I should have charged a lot more money for what I just gave them.
0: We should give them a pitch. I mean, we've already talked about you going full-time into pickleball. Now we've got like, I think we've got three revenue streams for you. So we have uh, coaching and we have, of course the reviews which you'll get residual revenue from uh codes used and then you do consulting. Yeah, but streams.
1: that's like I've been thinking about. Is like consulting. Have you ever done any consulting work?
0: Yeah, like on the marketing side of things. Yeah. yeah. You have done it. Yeah, but I think for you like I mean, especially when it's an R&D project and if it's a huge company, they have a lot on the line. Like for me there's less on the line, right? You can like tinker with this, tinker with that to see if it makes sense, but if they want to go to market with a product, they can't afford to spend 500 grand making a bunch of paddles that fail, right? So, right. you're worth a lot in that, in that scenario.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I'm worth a lot more than I than I realized it potentially. And I, like, if you think about it, like, how many people have hit as many paddles as I ha- as I've hit had the experience? I mean, I've been doing this for like you know a few years. There's probably only like 10 or so people that kind of have the same level of experience. And so, like, it's pretty niche, pretty unique, and uh, yeah, I think that's a potential, potential area where I, I could could go into is like just consultation type stuff. Uh, but that was uh, that was fascinating to me that this company was pushing pickleball so hard without having that like baseline knowledge, without a lot and, of understanding to it. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think that's the way these big companies are. And it, you, somebody in the C suite said this is a big opportunity. There, it's a fast-growing segment. Okay, well, we can afford to throw Billy and Bob at this. Okay, Billy and Bob, go figure it out, and let's get yeah, us get us to exactly, market by exactly middle of next year.
1: Anyways, that was uh, that was that was interesting to me, but I do think there's a there's an opportunity there for me. Like I I do want to go full time sometime next year, and I I think that could that could be a potential.
0: I think you should send him a pitch and uh, give them like a suite of hours. Let them know what your rate is for that that bucket of hours and Yeah, they, like, yeah, I what's the best know. way
1: to approach that? Like I've been thinking about it. It's like do I pay per like project? Like you could do like a retainer fee almost, right?
0: Yeah, I think uh, I I got some good advice from some folks in on my in my camp about like from the marketing point, uh side of things and what they do is they only make it worthwhile in like batches of time so they don't it's not just all a la carte, call me when you want and I'll charge you for the hours I work. They normally do like bundles. So You can have me for five hours a month, or you can have me for 15 hours a month or 20 hours a month. And maybe, maybe you offer them a bit of a price break at each of those for your hourly rate. So that, that could be a good, a good position for you, depending on how much work they need to put into this launch and how fast they need to get it to market.
1: Yeah. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. And like, if I had two or three brands, you know, where I had these like arrangements with. And then I can still protect my time to do other things and and still put time towards there. But yeah, no, definitely an opportunity there. I, I I think I, especially with like my marketing background combined with, you know, like my experience with, with paddles and my knowledge there, like it's a nice combo. Like I, I could definitely bring some value to, to some companies there.
0: He was posted. Let us know how that goes. I think it's awesome.
1: But yeah, I like, I like what you, uh, your comment there about like packaging, kind of the retention. That the, way you just know what you're theater. committed to.
0: And yeah. and how many clients you can take on, right? Because your time's going to be somewhat finite, right? And you would hope that working for yourself, you're actually giving yourself back more time, right? You know, not working 50 hour weeks, but hey, do what you want.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely want to protect it, which, uh, what you can do with that. because You can make it, you can control your hours that way better. And I like that, but you know, d- definitely like kind of some high value hours there. Um I know like I know like freelancers and people I've worked with in the past just with like creative stuff and with other companies um like it's very expensive oh yeah to to work with people like that, but in the long run i mean there's there's just advantages right to going with that You're going with an agency or like a freelancer, but there's also advantages like around you know how much they cost but you know it's uh definitely something like i think a big opportunity potentially there to go help supplement income.
0: Send me some free paddles. I'll test them Dude. for you.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll make you part of my my uh my focus group.
0: Yes. That's right. The focus group. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Y'all, if they want focus groups part of their as part of the package, it's gonna be another thousand bucks. It's going straight to you.
0: All right. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Junior consultant, downtown Junior. Brown. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just going to call you my junior consultant from now on. Yeah, I like that. a
0: Junior consultant across the country. Yeah, He's in our southeastern territory. Uh, really good player. He's, he's go my
1: th- he's my four uh, o mm. division. You testing might not think division.
0: After you see these game clips, let me tell you.
1: okay. Let's let's go to three o to five o segment, dude. So yeah, Logan's got some clips for us. I haven't seen
0: these. Yeah, I put these together. I filmed these two games when I was trying to put together some content for the um, pickleball apes. So I'm using the elongated paddle um so i guess keep that in mind i don't know if it really mattered too much it was different you're you're probably better
1: than normal with it probably better yeah
0: Yeah, this (laughs) is better
1: do i feel like i've been playing terrible lately it's been this was like a stressful week with the day job and then my pickleball suffered and i i don't know about you i just i feel makes you feel down when you play crappy you know
0: i know i'm with you i um so i've been invited this uh it's actually fun for the podcast too, folks listening. Cause I think if you have the resources and time to do this, like putting it together um, w- would probably be a lot of fun. There's this guy in town and he puts together a group every single month. It's a money ball tournament. I've never played in it because it like requires an entire Saturday or Sunday to go do it. Um, but the way he sets this up, I'm playing in it next weekend. And I'm a little nervous. It's like some of the better players in town for sure. And everyone's four Oh four five and up. And the way he does it is everyone goes in uh, by themselves. You get put into one of three pools. And normally there's eight to ten players in every pool. And you have to play doubles with every single person in your pool against the other pools. And then your game total, the wins you have, count towards like your end of day record. And that's how you get seated in the playoff round. So like the worst two doubles players will have to play against likely the top two. Doubles players in the first round, um, but everyone I've I've talked to that that does this as like a blast. Um, it's like tiring as as I'll get out, but um, a good time. So I'm hopefully going to get some pickleball in this week so I can practice.
1: What's the payout? So like top three?
0: <clears throat> yeah, everyone puts in twenty bucks, and I think I, I can't do the math off the top of my head because I think there's it's, it's probably times three uh, thirty of people or thirty two people. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe it is five hundred for the first place. And it's pretty good. Like that. But and most the only of the guys who've re- won first place are are four fives or five o's. So,
1: and the only requirement is that you pay the t- the fee, the twenty dollars buy-in, and
0: you have to be invited. But yeah, twenty dollars, and you oh. have to get me on the invite list.
1: Mister Junior Consultant, Junior Consultant, get invited <laughs> over here.
0: I think somebody got me in early, and I've just been on the loop. You know, I just get like the same request every every month. You're gonna
1: so. you're gonna request to be a senior consultant here soon,
0: right? I need a pay raise already. <laughs> <laughs> all right you ready so i'm gonna go through a couple clips i'll hit pause but uh, on at the end of these points um but one thing i was telling you about these games i think everyone who's listening should like record themselves i just put like a little tripod on a fence with my phone i think it's amazing how quick points end like when you look at the pros and they go for 10 15 20 hits it's like these go for like three or four five max and it's uh quite comical but when you go
1: home It felt like they were twenty
0: point rallies. (laughs) I grinded through three dinks. You know, like I feel the same
1: way. Like when I watched my clips, I'm like, "Oh man, these aren't as exciting as I thought they were in my head."
0: Yeah, I'll turn this volume down. Don't want to hear a bunch of dinks. All right, let's check it out. Hold on.
2: Oh, there she is. The extra long uh, ple.
0: Yeah. So you see that ended pretty quick. That was on the fifth shot. And that one specifically, what I wanted like right, right here. So I, I hit an okay drop here. What I'm frustrated. Say again. Said it was a great drop. Oh, thank you. Uh, it was the paddle. So I hit this drop this right here. This might go back to where Susanna was saying my footwork, but man, should I have not hit down the line here? Like I've got to be in better position to take this ball back cross court, I think. I short hopped it. I don't know if you have any opinion on where, should I, have, like after I hit that drop, instead of trying to come all the way to the kitchen, should I have just like split step mid court waited to see what he hits and then move in if it's advantageous?
1: Yeah. I, th- that's a good way to look at it. My My, my thought was The the dude hitting the ball in the green shorts. I mean, he was telegraphing where he was going to hit that ball. Like he wasn't hiding it, right? And when you're approaching, when like when you're stepping up to the kitchen, like look how center you you approach the line, you approach the kitchen line down the middle. Like you're pretty close to the middle. Yep, yep. And you you're you're almost you're over covering the middle. Like if you had if you were one to two feet to the left as you approach the the middle, like you could still squash anything that sped up down the middle with your forehand. But then you're covering that line better, so you don't have to take as much of a step to cover that ball. So I just think you look, part of the reason I think it was more difficult is because you had to take a big step to get to it. There's no issue going down the line like that. Um, but I, I think if you had approached the kitchen more down the middle of your lane, like the middle of your box, rather than the middle of the court,
0: I you would have been have in better position,
1: better position to give yourself more time to react to that that shot.
0: Yeah, good points. All right, let's try is the it, next one. We got a couple more. Next here. one.
2: Yep.
1: So <clears throat> longer rally.
0: I know, but one of the most frustrating things there is like watch how wide I so this dink he he's he's off his balance here. That mm-hmm. might have been an earning opportunity, but it was a little oh, yeah. shallow. Definitely. Right? And then look how far off the court I am. And what I'm not sure I should have done here is when I should I have reset middle? Because I go this really long dink, but he grabs it out of the out of the air. And then I am like out of position and trying to get back to middle, which is mm-hmm. why I think I I just, you know, missed that ball. Because I'm just not in position. But I don't know what my shot should have been back here to put myself in a better, you know, better opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you run around that ball. You actually hit a good dink. The guy, the guy hits a good speed up, which uh, you know, to his credit, he gets a shot. But yeah, when you run around the ball like that, you have to recover very quickly. It's like the I I don't have anything against running around a ball to hit a more aggressive dink. But you do have to recover quickly, and it, it does make covering that middle a little more difficult. Especially with you going wide like that, your partner has to protect the line, right? Right. Which leaves, leaves the middle leave more open. A lot open. of vulnerability in the middle. So it's fine going cross court, but your dink needs to be a little. It needs to be like on the money. And I don't think you hit that bad. There was just a, a decent gap there. Um, but no, like, like you even you're there. It looks like you're prepped on your backhand. Nice. Uh, may just. 2 backhand back
0: would have been nice if I had that shot. I don't have that yeah, shot. Yeah,
1: 2 hander there, but yeah, you, you go for the big counter there, right?
0: Yeah, just I think I was behind the ball too. Like you see where I'm? I've got the paddle. Like watch where I've got the paddle there. I mean, it's like behind. So I got my shoulder. Yeah. You know where I should be out front. You know, meeting that ball.
1: Yeah, I mean that one's, and and like a, like an alternative shot instead of running around it. Like if you just had stayed in your lane and just sliced it then you're already in your spot. But like I don't know. I I got I don't have an issue with you being aggressive there. But yeah, you got to recover quick and knowing like go to protect the middle first cuz like if they do attack, that's where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have any other option. Yeah, so if you if you're looking for it, then you could prep for it well and do some damage. But no, I, I I I don't mind what you did there and it looks like you still caught the ball out in front decent. Just uh just missed it on the edge a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one and see what we got.
2: Nice block. Yeah, they look good.
0: I don't know if I just put that in there, if I had anything specific, but I don't know, did you catch anything there that's worth noting?
1: You know, the one thing... I thought here, I, I remember when we we had talked with James, how he said like that one right there, you, you go underneath it a lot. Like, I don't know a, why a, that's my default is trying to it's roll a, everything. It's a higher ball. Like maybe if you can alter, yeah, that one right there. If you can like, get in a position where you can swing a little flatter, put a little more on that. Like, I mean, you didn't hit that bad at all, but there's a potential to do more there. One one of the things I notice. Like when I play super high level guys against, you know, four fives. Yep. Higher level guys will if you leave it up like they did for you right there, they punish you for it and it's really hard to recover. But when mm. I play kind of four or five lower, like they'll do something with it, but you can get away with higher ball because they don't they don't do as enough with it.
0: You mean this so ball if, right here that I just hit?
1: Yeah. So if if you can practice, I think punishing people for leaving that up. Oh, I see. And, and just develop, you know, get, develop something that's a little flatter, a little more sidearm, a little flatter, hitting down, not as loopy, and then you know, finish that point earlier. Yeah, because they kind of work their way into it back to the net when, yeah, when you guys had some there. opportunities there. Yeah, yeah, I I, yeah. That's, I mean, it, it, like that's just small things. Like you still hit that good, but I think you, you can hit that better.
0: That's what this is about. Got to get better.
1: And that that was that was the James tip.
0: That was, yeah, that's right. Way to remember. That,
2: that was a good one. Nice.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, that one worked okay. I think what I got nervous about was sometimes I get burned on this ball. So I hit this. You... I hit yeah, this here. Watch block. this ball. So sometimes with lo- like this guy in the white is not as quick as some of the other guys I play with. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I should have hit this ball the way I did, but I'm not sure what the right ball or shot is, but you see how I take this all the way across court and it's like it's just hovering over the middle. you know if he's in the better position and he's coming up um in the purple or green shorts I don't know did you I don't know what did you think about this shot and what you would have hit differently if you were in this position Yeah, that's not bad i mean that's a low ball
1: it's that's a hard ball to attack he, to go straight at the guy in the white taking that cross court's good he's he's not moving up. And you, you pulled it wound you pulled it wide enough you found his backhand. It was a little high, but your partner handled it. But no, I I, I think that's a good shot selection. Just yeah. uh boom, you guys won it.
2: I think I got two yeah. more points. Let's see. Okay. Nice. Oh yeah. That was really pretty. And this one I think we lose this one for sure. I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on this one.
1: Good folly there. Got owning owning the air dinks. Right
0: there. I just, oh. I know my partner kind of set me up a, a bit there. Um, he left his, his shot a little high, mm-hmm. but I don't know. This is what I want to give. We'll get your feedback on. And maybe, maybe the people who are watching will enjoy this, but like when you, when your partner's hitting this shot here, okay. Yep. You can kind of see that I've got my paddle, not exactly out in front. I've got it. Kind of cocked backhand a bit. Mm-hmm. Where do you, where do you hold your paddle, knowing that the ball's going a little high, and you know they're going to rip it back at you? Are you trying to slide here a little bit?
1: Yeah, that's like exactly what I was going to bring up. Hold it backhand and slide. Okay, but the only way you can do that is if your partner's covering middle, because they have to they have to have their forehand in the spot where, that you're leaving. Yeah, and so like yeah, right here, yeah. he, he, I'll, he I'll leaves it high.
0: I and mean, then look at that ball there. That's this is where I want to get. I think where you can get to the next level is when you see this. How can you prepare yourself to counter properly? Because he just burns me.
1: Yeah, I mean that one in particular was 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 very high, and like, that one's going to be difficult to handle regardless. But it, like, say that was a foot lower, mm. and it's like it's attackable, but they're not swinging down on it. That's when uh that's when a slide comes into play. So what the slide does, we can talk about this, is the the most common target is going to be for a right hander is gonna be your right hip, the right side of your body. So mo- most people are gonna go there. And so by you sliding right, you're giving you don't have to switch between your forehand and backhand. You just stay on your backhand. Whatever counter you hit is only gonna be your backhand. So it, it saves time there. And then you're covering that. Common target, so they're not gonna, they're not gonna uh, handcuff you. So you're you're covering that, and you can still reach to the left if they go to your left side of your body. Mm. Um, so it just it makes it easier on you because you know how you're going to defend it. You don't have to switch hands, and you're covering just the line and the and your hip. You're, you're taking those options away, but still covering it with your backhand. But your partner has to shift with you if you're. If you're not cohesive there, if they're not, if they're not crunching the middle with their forehand, then, uh, it's very possible to get burned there, especially at the four Oh five Oh space. Like sliding can still be effective, but it's, uh, it can be less effective because either your partner doesn't slide or the person speeding it up. is just speeding it up. Like it's more erratic. It's less predictable. Like, (laughs) if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. it's almost harder to defend sometimes when uh kind of the four oh five oh cause like their speed ups aren't as controlled it's just kind of sprayed which is, yeah and uh it's it's like those are kind of harder to defend in a way like um that's fair when, point when I play people uh and when you're playing new people it makes it a little trickier because you you don't know their tendencies. But yeah I, I I think a slide there is good. But in in that particular scenario, like you know he, he was swinging down on the ball is tough. You almost kinda of just have to Throw your throw your paddle out. Like that was there's no reason to get mad at yourself on that one. All
0: right, fair enough. Yeah. I just uh when you watch the pros as much as I do, you kind of want to imitate a little bit. And I feel like I see stuff like that and I'm like, you know, James which would have put that back. Probably would have <laughs> put it right back in Colin John's face, you know? Yeah, maybe. But,
1: but yeah, yeah. Put two hands on there, slide, cover your mm-hmm. ground, see what your partner does. But and, and One of the best tips I've heard, like whether to counter or to block was from Simone. She says, if it's a high ball like that, don't look to counter, look to reset. If they're attacking below the net, then look to counter. And so like that one, that ball is above the net. Like I wouldn't look to counter. I would just look to get a paddle in the way and just try to keep the point alive. And uh, so, yeah, sometimes people will try to put a swing on that when uh, that's going to, like the timing has to be so good if you're trying to counter that ball because the ball is coming faster and down. Uh, so it's, it's better to think defensively and, and just try to reset it if possible.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Well, listen, man, I appreciate all the feedback. Yeah,
1: hopefully you... this
0: is hopefully it's helpful to some other people too. I don't know. Yeah, I would love to hear what, we what this, other but... people are thinking. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, those are good points. We, we're we going to play together one of these days and you're just going to, you're going to, you're going to like squash me. You're just going to expose me. we to get down me. to Miami. I wanna, you're going to expose we, me.
0: <laughs> we need to play in the slam.
1: You're going to, you're going to post the videos like
0: pickleball effect exposed. I've seen, you, played, I've seen you play. Um, wasn't it DJ? Like there's no way I could have handled myself against him. You guys did a pretty good job.
1: We didn't handle ourselves. He squashed us.
0: <laughs> no, but you guys got some good, like, I mean, you got yourself into offen- offensive uh, situations. I don't think I'd make it to the kitchen
1: that <laughs> yeah, was that was fun but yeah dude like it, it blows my mind i don't it seems like everyone who starts like, we've talked about this before but like where people everyone thinks they can go pro and mm. like they can't
0: no i mean i've played some of the 50 guys here in town and i just know well not that i've ever tried to go pro i just know the gap yeah <laughs> oh my gosh. yeah
1: like i'm just the middle of the pack like 50 dude like I, I hold my own but i'm not like squashing people and if I play like a like a five five person, like they squash me, and then those guys, if they go play lower level pros, they get squashed. Mm. And it's, it's like I'm not. It's it's harder than people realize, but it's so fun. You still see improvement. I think that's part of the addiction to pickleball. Is like since I've started playing, there's been like a steady climb of improvement, and it's it's fun to see that.
0: Yeah, it's nice to have that. Like it's I feel like even in tennis, you can. Get stagnant, really. I mean, just like it's really hard. I feel like to get incrementally better in that game. Yeah, um but you can make little small improvements in pickleball, and it makes a big big difference. I think.
1: Yeah, it's fun. That's how I feel about golf too. Like, I love golf, but I've just I've been the same player for so long that it kind of loses its its traction there.
0: Yeah, golf's a tough game, dude.
1: I went to uh, this golf store this weekend, the PGA Superstore. Oh, yeah. And uh I was like waiting for something else to happen. And so I had an hour to kill. So my wife and I are just walking through there. This the store was like as big as a Walmart full of golf clubs. And I was just like, oh, like it was just crazy. And then they had like six bays of like virtual like golf. Yes, yeah, and people were yeah, people were, were renting them and just playing on the courses, but then they also had bays to like test and they had people fitting you to, to clubs and then they had like this huge green they had like a tiny little pickleball section uh but this this place was just ginormous and one thing i noticed was there's there's a lot of brands especially i was like i was looking at putters like you have like you know your big brands like right? you have like ping taylormade made titleist you know like there's like five or six big ones but there was a there was like three or four brands i i, I didn't recognize for putters and i got i'm, I'm kind of out of golf now than i was a few years ago so i'm sure people playing golf probably know them but i was like oh maybe pickleball isn't alone in having so many brands like these even with golf being as big and as established as it is there's still new brands showing up like there was this really funky putter <laughs> i was actually really digging it but it was like this brand i'd never heard of and i bet they just specialize in putters yeah and but then there was like there's brands that only did like gloves there's brand like. There was like more niche stuff or other anyways, they carried a ton of different stuff more than just, you know, your top five, six, you know, recognized names. And so maybe pickleball isn't alone in the fact that there are so many brands. Cause I, I always feel like pickleball looks like crazy with people trying to come in all the time, but maybe that's the same for everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. There are a lot of brands in golf and a lot of brands in pickleball. I think that we talked about this a bit last time too, but the difference I think right now is just that maybe it's a bit easier to jump into the paddle space as far as manufacturing and like making a putter or a driver in golf is maybe not as easy to do. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know, but uh, there's a um, lot of money floating around in golf. But wouldn't it be cool? I mean, these, uh, you have a, I don't know if you said you're working at the pickler. Or the pickler is the one you go to, but do you think there's a lot more room for improvement there to like make that an experience for new pickleball players to roll in and have an entire wall of paddles to demo and you know, like a little wall bay to like go hit or play with a friend in a small kitchen area.
1: Yeah. I, I love that idea. Like some sort of paddle fitting experience.
0: Yeah. That,
1: that like golf has, I, uh, actually <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. Cause I literally sent an email to the, the guy that, that owns it's the flying pickle. And I like, that was oh, part of my pickle. idea. Uh, I was like, I was like, look at, cause I, this is based off my PJC store experience. I was like, they're uh, this is their model. Like, I think we could take some stuff from there and marry it into pickleball. Like create some sort of a, like, okay, we have, it's one thing to have the right lineup of paddle options available. And then the second piece is like the fitting. So having, I don't, I don't know, having like some sort of, maybe like you said, like a little court with wall of demos like they do with putters and they're green, but there needs to be some sort of exp- paddle fitting process i think to take advantage of you know all the options you have because it's overwhelming for most people they don't exactly understand the nuances of, of paddle shapes handle lengths you know the types of you know the way paddles are built and so marrying the the idea of having the selection but also having the expertise to to fit people so you know having i don't know, paddle fitting clinics classes or maybe people can like schedule me for you know to get fitted
0: more revenue streams, baby. Keep them coming. Yeah,
1: keep them coming. There, there's so many ways to make money. Round them up. <laughs> yeah. But I know, yeah, I don't know. I, I like that idea though, that you just pointed out, like having some sort of paddle fitting piece and even paddle customization, like they could come in and we just, you know, we play with the weights and I kind of show them different arrangements and help them get it figured out.
0: And just being able to go and and do that in one sitting is great because even in rec play, you, you basically will set your paddle up once, say, "Ah, eh, I didn't like that, didn't like this." You go back home, you fiddle with it, go back out to rec play. Like just yeah, doing it all point. in one you know, hour would be amazing. Let's hit.: yeah. We just sit together the balls with and this and it and the balls with that, and yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that idea.: Boom.: we're geniuses. We're, just, we're geniuses.
0: Million dollar ideas coming out of this podcast no. every week. Millions. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget me when you're a millionaire
1: never dude thanks all right logan <laughs> you uh, at the end of the last podcast you're like uh oh, later love you bro and i just i stayed silent and <laughs> we uh no love we ended it because i already had, like i had already complimented you oh thank you and i i froze i froze but i i do love you logan i think you're great
0: thanks now it's my <laughs> turn to freeze
1: <laughs> i got okay i know we're over but i can tell you this story I think it's hilarious. it's this is bonus material. Bonus about bitch. an I and I love you story. So <laughs> I met my wife in school. We've been dating, I don't know, how many months. But uh she's she's half Chinese and like I wanted I wanted to I wanted to drop the words. Like I wanted I wanted to tell her what I thought, you know. In so Mandarin. <laughs> I did. <laughs> that was that was the idea. I was like, "Oh, this will be adorable. I'm going to tell her I love her in Mandarin, which is like Oh, whiny or something like that. So we're, we're like in the stairwell of her apartment complex, and and I say it, and but like she, she doesn't like have any reaction. I was like, I was like, you know what that means, right? She you goes, yes. She says, yes, I know. And then there's like this awkward silence. I was like, uh, I gotta go.
0: And then I just left.
1: She never, she didn't say it back.
0: But you ended up being, you ended up getting married. So I guess <laughs> clearly it worked out somewhere. Else. Uh,
1: I could you say it any better than that? Like I nailed that, right?
0: I would say that's that's a pretty that's very thoughtful of you for sure.
1: <laughs> do you do you remember telling your wife that for the first time? Some heavy words. <laughs> it's some heavy words.
0: But I don't have as good of a story about it. I mean, we've been uh, together for nine years now. I'm not sure at what point that happened. Or somewhere <laughs> in that first year or two. But I, man, it feels like forever yeah. ago.
1: Most people probably. Well, she probably said it back, which is why I wasn't memorable.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we were probably on the same page speaking <laughs> you guys English. are on the you same know. page. Common language.
1: You weren't, you weren't head over heels and you guys were you guys were both in love. It was, it was one-sided over here.
0: Well, she she came around your wife came around to it, clearly.
1: She did. Does she I, now uh, tell
0: you I love you in Mandarin like whenever she wants to tell you that? Cuz would I, be wish she, you,
1: I wish you. I wish she would.
0: Maybe no. she should watch this and n- know that's your love language <laughs> is not, not acts of kindness. It's it's not physical touch. It's I love you in Mandarin.
1: If, if she says it, I'm not going to tell her to watch this pod. If she says it later in the week, I will report back. I, All right, thanks. I don't think she listens to our podcast. I don't think My she knows me that either. much. <laughs> we must be doing something wrong. Our, our wives won't even watch our stuff.
0: <laughs> well, she hears me talk about Pickleball enough. She doesn't want to hear me talk about it more on this podcast.
1: Well, there you go. All right, thanks, everyone. Hope, uh, hope you enjoyed the bonus story. Uh, love Logan. Love all you guys. Tell us. Say it back in the comments. We need to hear it. Say it. Say it.
0: No, it's real. (laughs) All right. See ya.